Welcome back to the Mandarin Blueprint Podcast. I'm here with uh, Faraz. Am I pronouncing that correct, correctly? Is it Faraz? Yeah. Faraz, cool. awesome. yeah. Awesome. I'm here with Faraz, and Faraz has kindly agreed to do a case study uh, with us about his experiences with Mandarin Blueprint. But before we get into anything specific to Mandarin Blueprint, uh, what made you want to start learning Chinese in the first place, Faraz? Well, uh, there's kind of a long story to this. Um, so I have been interested in sort of like memory athletics, memory techniques for a long time, like since freshman year of college. I read the book Moonwalking with Einstein, and I got really into memorizing decks of cards, memorizing long digits, numbers, all that stuff. And at the time, I was a pre-med major. So I tried to find something, you know, practical to apply this to. And I applied it to like learning mitosis, meiosis, Krebs cycle, all that. Um, but it turned out that uh, pre-med and me do not get along. Uh, I did not find it very interesting. Uh, I did not find it very fulfilling. Uh, so I switched to uh, I switched to engineering, and I really did not find any application for these sort of memory techniques beyond sort of parlor tricks. Uh, once right. I'd gone the engineering route, so I always like had them in my back pocket, and I always thought they were pretty cool, but I didn't do much with them. So mm. fast forward, um, I think it's been like six, seven years since then. I'm like three, four years out of college now. Um, and a couple of things happened at the same time. So one of them was, uh, so I, I work for a company that makes 3D printers. I'm the head of software. Um, and wow, we have cool. uh, engineering teams like throughout the world. Uh, and we've got a lot of engineering talent in China. So mm. we've been making a big effort to like integrate the software engineers from China into our, our software team. Um, and, and it wasn't easy in the beginning. Um, mm -hmm. We would have conversations and just conveying very technical topics, you know, like how do you write high quality code? Um, this code is not clean. Uh, this is not this, this part of the section is not architected properly. This doesn't have enough unit tests, that kind of thing. Getting really into it was very difficult. Um, yeah. But I have one of, one of the engineers on my team uh, is a native Chinese speaker. And so we would have conversations where we'd be going for like, we'd be just trying to explain some topic for, for about five minutes. And then this guy would just, we wouldn't be making any headway. And this guy would just pop in, speak for like 15, 20 seconds in Chinese. And then the other engineers in China like, oh, how much? Like they'd understand completely. Mm. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I mean, night and day difference. You know, they're just cutting through the, uh, through the ambiguity because he could speak the language. And there was other yeah. things too that he was able to bring up, like um, just culturally, like this is what you should, this is how you should approach it. Um, so, I mean, there's just a huge difference having someone who's a native Chinese speaker being able to talk to uh, the China team. So we began sort of the, the process of, in, of integration. And at the same time, um, I walked into Barnes and Nobles and I found this book called uh, Memory Craft by Lynn Swan, uh, or sorry, Lynn, okay. Lynn Kelly. And the book was, it was, about, it was written by a, a memory champion. Um, and she just talked about how she applied uh, using memory techniques to, to a lot of stuff. And she really focused on, uh, on practical things like learning the periodic table, uh, learning the order of the planets. And one thing she, me she mentioned was learning Mandarin. Uh, so oh, yeah. she didn't really get too in-depth about the techniques that she used. But I just thought it'd be like a very interesting uh, kind of intellectual challenge to see how can I apply memory techniques to learning Mandarin. So... Um, so that's what I did. I, I downloaded a couple of different apps. Um, and I, I think first I started with Memrise. And then I went through their words. And they had this sort of SRI system. And so what I would do was when I would see a word, before I would move on, I would try to think of some mnemonic for this word. Mm. Um, 
and I tried to incorporate the tone in it as well. Uh, so one example was an earlier word that I had to learn was was the word Shay, um, mm. and that means that means who. So I have a friend named Shane, and I just imagined like seeing Shane standing there, and someone goes like Shay, uh, and then they'd mm. be like who, and that's how I remembered Shane. Uh, oh, so I did okay. that for some time, and and using that, I got some really early. I got some good progress early on. I think I memorized like. 20, 30 words by the end of that first weekend. Um, now, granted, I, I put in like 10 hours. I put in a lot of time. So now looking back on it, I don't think that was a very good haul, but I was like super impressed with myself at the time. And <laughs> then the next day I went to the office and I was like, guys, I learned 30 words over the weekend. At this rate, I will be, a, I will be like conversational in Chinese in a month. I just like told everybody that. Um, <laughs> so I could not back out. I could not back out at that point. Um, so I kept on doing that. But then I found that like there were some words where I was trying to figure out just these like basic mnemonics. So, so my technique at the time was, was to find some, uh, was to find some like, like a language, some English word that kind of sounded like that. And then think of uh, uh, some physical object that I could place in my memory palace. And I just like take a trip down and that's how I'd review stuff. Um, but there were some words where I would just like think about it for like an hour, just trying to find one yeah. mnemonic for this because Chinese and English just do not sound similar enough. Right, um, right. And I also I had a system for encoding tones. So my system was um, if someone, if it's like second tone, then they're like jumping up. If it's third tone, they're like lying on the ground. If it's fourth tone, they're like doing something violent. If it's first tone, they're chilling out. Um, but mm. I, all, I often have trouble forgetting that as well. Um, so anyways, that, that was one thing that I did. And then I, um, I also, I, I read, uh, James Heisig's books, um, mm -hmm. the, the, the book about, uh, learning Chinese characters by using these, um, kind of, kind of also using memory techniques. Um, so I read that, but I, so that was, that was one other thing that I read and I, I found it useful, um, for memorizing characters, but I didn't really feel like there was a syllabus to it. Uh, in the same way, same thing with the apps too. Like I was learning these like random words, but it didn't feel like the syllabus really made sense. Um, I didn't really feel like I was making progress in a direction that was more than um, just these very, very set areas that I could speak in. But then I was like, hey, let's go get lunch. And they'd be like, okay, what do you want? And I'd be like, uh, I, I don't, I have no idea how to say any type of cuisine. I have no idea how to say anything other than like apples or mangoes, which is not something I used to lunch, <laughs> you know? Right, right. So, so I, so, so that, so those were two things that I, that I found interesting. And then I, I did some more research into, into, um, I looked on art of memory and I, I, I saw, I looked if anyone had any advice on, on learning Mandarin. And one thing that came up was this thing called the Maryland method, which was encoding mm -hmm. uh, the first and the last sound using memory techniques. So I read the Maryland method but it didn't feel like a super well-constructed system. It felt like it was a very interesting, um, I shouldn't say well-constructed. It, it, it was a really good idea, but it didn't feel like it had met its end point. You know, it right. felt like a work in progress. So, mm -hmm. um, so I, I Googled the, the Maryland method to see if anyone else had taken it further. And that's how I found you guys. Um, yeah. Along the same time, I was also I, I also looked on, on Google Scholar and I, I I did some research into optimal character learning, um, and I found uh, yeah optimal character order. There was a research paper I don't remember who the author was, um, but he also said like there's an optimal order to learn characters, which is both based on frequency as well as how characters have dependencies. So all of that is a long way of saying like all of this independent research I had done for a month before I found you guys, 
you guys had compiled it into this one thing. And actually, like a lot of the kinks that I had not found solutions to, you guys already worked out. Um, so I thought that was really, really cool. And and over the past month, I've been using your system, and and it's fantastic. It's it, like you guys have really ironed out all of these like little things that I was I was you know finding stumbling blocks on. Yeah. Wow. I got to tell you, listening to that was like so interesting because I was like, I was like, I wonder what he's going to, what the next step is going to be because you were set, it was like you were describing my story and Luke and I's story from a few years ago. Cause we were the types of questions you were asking were the types of questions we were asking each other. We would go like, you know, ah, this Isaac thing. I mean, I like what he's doing, but how are we going to do the pronunciation with this? Cause doesn't it drive you crazy that he doesn't do the pronunciation. Yeah. And then we were like, and then he was, Luke, you know, was like, oh, I found this blog post called the Maryland method. I mean, this was like six or seven years ago at this point, but he was, and then we were like, yeah, this is really great. And so we started applying it, but then we were like, but this, this, what it made me realize was, uh, there is a, there's a weakness in the Heising method, which is that the character learning order is not optimal because he didn't consider pronunciation. Cause he was like, well, you can't learn pronunciation. It was his theory at the time. And so he yeah. was like, since you can't learn pronunciation, let's focus only on common components between characters and less on frequency. And so we were like, well, that's no good if you want to make a beginner course, because if you want to make a beginner course, you need to focus more on frequency. And our, our favorite example of that is that the character Na, which is you know one of the most frequent characters, is taught at 1,430 something in the Heisig book. And so it's like, yeah. well, like, that's too late to learn such a common character for us. It's like in the, in the 200s or, or maybe 300 or something. It is a kind of weird character, but it's like, which is why he waited to do it till late, but it means that. So it's a very important character and you should learn it early. And so, um, and the other point I wanted to comment on is that uh, you were saying you had trouble communicating to um, the, the Chinese coworkers you were, you were um, about like certain coding things or whatever. And one of the things that I think that a lot of Westerners will do is they'll say, oh, this is just a cultural difference. And sometimes that can be the case. I'm not saying that's what you did, but like sometimes they'll go, oh, they're not getting it and it must be a cultural thing. And I'm like, sometimes, but sometimes it's just a language thing. Sometimes it's just the way they're interpreting the English is yeah. not, the, you know, it's like if you just learned the proper uh, Mandarin for it, they would get it really quickly. So I was glad to hear that you had that experience because... Um, many of those problems can be solved just through language acquisition. So uh, that was a really comprehensive answer. So that you, you kind of, in that answer that you gave, uh, answered the first three questions I would have asked you. So let's just get right into your experience of the course. So um, as you've been going through, since obviously you knew already about the memory techniques and you knew about uh, how to kind of do some of this stuff, it must have been not as difficult to kind of get onto what we were saying. So like, now that you've done it, how long do you think it takes you to learn a character from, you know, and I'm talking like everything about it, like the uh, right, right. stroke order and the, the meaning and all of that stuff? Yeah. Um, so this is so, something which I, uh, maybe my answer will be different in about a month uh, as yeah. I get further along oh, you the will course. Get better. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, th I think so. Um, so right now, uh, there's, of course, constructing the scene. So that, that's not too difficult for me. I think if I, if, if I need to construct a scene, for hard ones, maybe it takes like two, three minutes. For easier ones, I can do it in like a minute, minute and a half. But mm -hmm. then um, I was also making an effort to make sure that I would be able to remember these characters. Because um, I, like, I would say over the past month, I've been spending like two hours a day on this. So that's a lot of characters. I wanted to make sure that I remembered every single one of them. So what I would do was after I finished learning a series of characters, 
I would uh, I would store them in my memory palace. And like as I was like sleeping or eating dinner or whatever, I would just like run through all of the characters that I learned in my memory palace and just try to visualize mm-hmm. um, drawing it as well as the sound. Uh, and that right. takes that actually took a while. That, that really did take a while. Um, but now that I'm kind of getting, so I think I just finished chapter 13. So now that I'm seeing the top down stuff as well and seeing them in sentences, it's, it's just so much easier for me. I'm, I'm remembering the sounds. Um, I'm, I'm remembering them in context. Uh, I immediately, yeah, I guess there's a couple of things which I was really making an effort for because I think learning the characters was helpful. But I was also trying to get my recall speed faster. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I would see cards on Anki and it would take me like, Sometimes it would take me a second. Sometimes it would take me five seconds. And I wanted to have every card at like instantly. I know what it is just to have that, that bridge form. Oh, sure. Um, sure. Yeah. So factoring that in, um, I think maybe it was like five or six minutes per character. Um, but again, now that I'm kind of getting into the top down stuff and the grammatical sentences and all of them together, it might be redundant for me to do that. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so probably like two, three minutes per character. Yeah, I can uh, definitely recommend that. I totally get that feeling of like, I want to have a faster recall. And um, that what the thing is, there's sort of two games you're playing. You're playing the small game, which is, can I recall this character? But because you're doing this every day, you're also building up your skills on a larger, on a, on a larger scale. And while, you know, you're at level 13 now, but I guarantee you by the time you're at level you know 20 or something, especially with characters, you're going to have done it long enough that you've gotten faster at like the meta game. And so you'll end up uh, moving through it much more quickly, which you can't really experience until you've done it long enough, but you you will get there for sure. Um, Okay, cool. So let's see here. So now that you've, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but like as you've gone into phase three and you added a little more context, you know, that that has had an impact. So what, if you could kind of, maybe boil it down to two or three points in the Mandarin blueprint method that you feel have had the biggest impact so far in sort of your Chinese learning. What, what would you say, you know, like sort of, uh, I mean, obviously there's the general stuff you've been talking about with the character learning, yeah. but yeah. What would you say are kind of the biggest points about it that make it uh, effective for you? Well, the number one thing is that it's fun. You know, the other stuff was I would have to make a game of it for myself. I would have to see like, okay, today, um, Today, if I'm using uh, this app, if I'm using Memrise, I can just get through this number. And I would use that to motivate myself. But inherently, I didn't really find it that enjoyable. Whereas um, constructing these scenes, constructing these stories is, uh, it sometimes I come up, come up with stories which like make me laugh. Um, yeah. And I get to see these very interesting characters. Uh, so, so it's fun, it's really enjoyable. It's, it's much more of a creative exercise than you know, when I was sitting in high school Spanish and just kind of grinding out these real memorizations. So that absolutely is the number one thing. Uh, the other thing is kind of this, um, well, it's, I mean, it's the combination of all these little memory techniques and the other stuff I've been researching, but the number one, uh, the best memory technique I would say um, would be the construction of initials and finals. Um, I think that that solves the biggest challenge I had, which was coming up with some representation of sounds that really, do not exist in English. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third thing, uh, let me see. Well, the third thing is kind of the character order. Um, mm-hmm. uh, well, mm, character order is, mm, let me think about that actually. No, actually I would say the props. I would say the character technique. Uh, uh, memorizing the characters by using props and, and um, 
uh, and kind of combining them within the story. I almost never forget characters. Or if I see a character and I'm not sure what it means, I'll like break it down into its constituent props and I'll be like, okay, where have I seen a magic wand before? Uh, where have I seen Woody from Toy Story? Oh, okay, that's what this is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm so glad that you have that type of perspective on it because, um, you know, while the Mandarin Blueprint method, we're still, you know, it's still a work in progress. Obviously, we have 1,530 characters at the moment. We want to get it to 3,000 and, you know, have everything there. But what's nice is that by the time you get to the end of the intermediate course and you finish those 1,530 characters, you'll know all the important props. I mean, there'll be a few left for you to learn but you'll you'll know them so even the remaining ones you should be able to easily quickly put together especially with somebody who are you already had a, an attitude of like let me figure this out for myself so somebody yeah. like you you're an you're an ideal uh you know sort of um member of the course because you, you're all you'll already take the initiative to figure out the later stuff because we just want to what i always feel as a course creator is like i want to kind of hurry up and finish the course for people so that they have what they need but you know um obviously you got to do it right. So it takes time. And so uh, that's good to see that you have that initiative there. I, I feel very confident that you'll um, continue to have success with it even after you get to the end of our materials. So that, that's awesome. So uh, normally we would ask what you were skeptical about with the course, but I imagine that since you were not, usually what people are skeptical about is, is the memory techniques, but seeing as you were already you know, sold on that, having read books like well, Moonwalking with Einstein. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. So, um, but uh, what uh, was there anything else though you were skeptical about, or were you kind of like, no, this looks like this is the right thing? No, I think this is this this is what I was looking for. It was literally uh, a compilation of all of the memory techniques. I mean, you guys spent a lot more time thinking about it than I have, uh, and I was like, finally, somebody is <laughs> is going along the same route, is traveling the same road that to me is obvious is obvious is the best way to learn a language mm. right right okay cool that's good to hear well um anything uh, how about any suggestions for how we could improve the course like sort of um you know at any level of detail even if it's just like you know i don't know uh phil improve your uh your your face it's too ugly or something like that i don't know <laughs> like uh, anything we can improve the proof of the course um well i can tell you that one piece that i found kind of helpful for me um uh, was when I was learning numbers, uh, I, that was one thing which I felt like was really, really important for me to have like an instantaneous recall on. Um, so what I would do is in order to just like get sure that my speed on that was just, was just like, literally I see a character, I know what the sound is. There's no, there's no moment between my brain and that was I would go to random.org and I would generate like a list of numbers, um, mm. from one to a hundred. And I would just do that for like 30 minutes, just like say every number on it. Uh, oh, and so okay. I got my speed up. And that helped me, that helped me get, get my, that really helped me get my speed up. Um, yeah. So that's what I was thinking about earlier before I got into the top down stuff was I, I think that, um, I, I think that everything else, everything is, is awesome, but I need to get my, I need to get my recall speed up. But now that I'm getting more into top down stuff and I looked ahead of, in the course a little bit to see that there's stories um, mm -hmm. and, and more sentences, I I my guess is that that might serve the same function in a more enjoyable way than literally just like generating random yeah. numbers um, and just spending 30 minutes. Yeah, that, that was a rough time when I was just spending like 30 <laughs> minutes or an hour after work every day just reading random numbers. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I could see how maybe for some people they might not uh, be too excited about that particular drill. Yeah. Although, what that's a double that's doubly good though, because obviously it's good to be able to quickly uh, read numbers in Chinese, but also it's good for practicing your uh, different tone pairs and and tone combinations because um, yeah. they kind of they all naturally come up if you learn the um, uh, the different uh, uh, numbers. So that's uh, that's not a bad idea. Maybe we could put together a little like quick drill or some quick quizzes uh that are just like hey how would you say this and yeah that's a good idea okay cool nice um all right well then the final question we have for you is just uh would you recommend mandarin blueprint to somebody who's uh not heard of us before i have already oh okay nice <laughs> yeah i have recommended awesome. to a couple people actually cool well uh, this has been really interesting to hear your story for us. I, I hope that uh, more people who are interested in memory athletics, um, you know, it's always been my kind of uh, pie in the sky hope that sometime we'll, we'll get some people to join the course that aren't necessarily interested in Mandarin, but they're interested in memory athletics. And uh, I think if anybody's like that, I might send them this, uh, this video because uh, obviously awesome. you're, you're in that in that realm. Well, this has been a pleasure for us. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time. And um, let's check in with you in a couple of months and see how you're doing. Awesome. That sounds great. Thanks a lot, Phil. You got it. If you found this video valuable and you'd like us to help you reach fluency and literacy in Mandarin Chinese as fast as possible without all the headache of traditional learning methods, just head to mandarinblueprint.com to learn more. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the bell below to be notified every time we release a new video. And of course, 保重。